0: My Uncle Bert, he's my great uncle, but we call him Uncle Bert, he got bowel cancer now. He's, uh, he's dying of it, you know? And, uh, or like uh, some people like to say, now they, see in the old days, a man could just get sick and die, you know? Now, they have to wage a battle. <laughs> so, so my Uncle Bert is waging a, a courageous battle which I've seen because I go and visit him, and this is the battle. He's lying in a hospital bed with a thing in his arm watching Matlock on the TV. <laughs> Instead of that battle, I, I got him the box set of Matlock. And... But it's not his fault. What the f*** is he supposed to do? Oh, I got you. <laughs> It's just a black thing in his bowel. And the reason I don't like it is cuz in the old days they go, "Hey, that old man died." Now, they go, "Hey, he he lost his battle." That's no way to end your life, you know. What a loser that guy was. Last thing he did was lose. He was waging a brave battle, but at the end I guess he got kind of cowardly was what happened. And then The bowel cancer, it got brave. You got to give it to the bowel cancer. You know, they were in a battle. And then, what the f***? (laughs) And I'm pretty sure, I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure, if the cancer dies, I mean, if you die, the cancer also dies at exactly the same time. So that, to me, is not a loss, that's a draw. That's a, you know what I mean? It's not like the cancer's going to jump up and go, ah, I'm f- Uncle Bert's wife. Where is he? <laughs> I won fair and square. <laughs> this where he works? Hi, name's Cancer. How are you? Where do I? You just throw me to my cubicle. <laughs> Bowel. First name is Bell.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, now It's Too Late with Alan Mosley.
2: Guys, welcome back for another episode of It's Too Late. I am your host, Alan Mosley, joined as always by the number one producer in late night. It's Sherry Voluntary. Sherry, how are you doing?
1: I'm great. I'm a little sad about Norm, but I dressed up for you.
2: If, if Sherry, if I've told you once, I've told you a thousand times, like everybody's everybody's getting their panties in the wad about Texas trying to outlaw abortions and the Supreme Court not doing anything. But here's what you do. I've got I, this is the, the fix is in, folks. This is what you do. If people could just sell their babies, then they would be financially incentivized to carry the baby to term. And then we would have uh, more economic growth and more not dead babies. Am, am I right or am I right? Yeah. Uh, I would say
1: someone's been reading
2: Rothbard. Like, like it's not. Okay. So it's not slavery though. Right. Because it's, because you're not like, okay, I misspoke. You're not, you're not selling the baby. Like Walter uh-huh. Block would sell the baby.
1: I'm right. Not, right. I'm, I'm yeah, not saying you're not we're reading gonna,
2: Block. I'm not selling the baby. I'm selling the parental rights to the baby.
1: Uh oh, that makes it okay like it's if like I, adoption right like
2: if I have some land I'm not using and I sell the rights to the land to you right. for like a couple of years and you use it to grow a crop uh huh like so so I'm selling you the parental rights to the baby S- sounds legit <laughs> like i don't, th- this is this is how you know that like liberty will never win no. <laughs> it's because i know that like 98 percent of people that could hear what we just said would say that's that's crazy these people are crazy but for yeah. one but these are the same people that if you complain about something their answer will be well i don't see you coming up with anything right. i just came up with something
1: and they don't like it yeah and they
2: i don't no. like it
1: yeah. I mean, they're the same people that think that murdering the babies is preferable to selling, you know, their rights to them, whatever.
2: Well, like, there's people out there that like their their comeback would be, well, you'll you know, there'll be some evil pedophile or there'll be some they'll there'll be some like Chinese doctor that's going to buy up the babies and then harvest right. their organs as oh. opposed to chop them up and throw them in the toilet.
1: Right, like, exactly. In a dumpster half alive, sucked out their brain half their brain. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. That just would be half. Just horrendous. Not the whole brain, just, just right, just, just half. Just the half. Just so they suffer. Speaking about wanting people to suffer, everybody the internet was on fire over <laughs> <laughs> AOC's dress at the recent Met Gala Ball. Take a look at this right here. This is her dress. Tax the Rich. Now, I tell you what, she made the classic blunder. Yeah, if you're is. ever going to wear anything or hold a sign that's white <laughs> with text written on it, you know that people are going to Photoshop whatever the hell they want to put there. Like everyone, yeah. everyone's got the picture of of Michelle Obama hold, with her with her pouty face, you know, holding <laughs> the sign. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure it said something like like Save Our Girls in Nigeria right. or something. But then people put on there, you know. Biden touched my PP. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> <like
1: that. laughs> so anyway,
2: so anyway, there's dozens of these pictures out here. This is just the one that I picked out. Take a look at this right here. Of course, <laughs> let the meat cake.
1: And it's, and I'll be a honest with you, brown girl. I'm just saying.
2: I'll be, I'll be honest with you. There's there's there were other funnier ones than that, but I picked that one because I felt like it was more appropriate that. She's, she's one of these people who's gone on record saying, I'm going to wear a mask until the pandemic is over, even right. after I'm vaccinated. You know, everyone should be forced to do this. Everyone's got to do their part. And there she is at this big public gathering, uh, not wearing a mask. And also, by the way, it's like thirty five thousand dollars a ticket or something to go to that thing. Because if you want to signal that I'm a champion of the working class, you go to private galas for thirty thousand dollars a plate. That's what <laughs> right. you, that's what you do. Uh, so anyway, and there's and the and the only people there wearing masks are the help. Which right. gonna, I feel like that's really saying something right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Perhaps some animals are more equal than others.
1: Yeah, that sounds right, Alan.
2: I saw, I saw Glenn <laughs> Greenwald, and I like Glenn Greenwald, and he's, yeah. and he's, he's looking for a Great. way more poetic take on it than I just did. And his, and his take was is that these, these the, the, the elite class has always looked at the others as the servant class, and you're just mm-hmm. a nameless, faceless servant. And yep. now they're literally making them nameless and faceless, as yes. opposed to only mm-hmm. figuratively.
1: That sounds very Greenwaldian.
2: Yeah, Greenwaldian. I like
1: Greenwaldian. That. I just coined that.
2: I wonder what people are going to say some years from now about Moselian philosophy.
1: <laughs> Mosleyan.
2: Moslish. Kill them all. Mos. Mo-
1: that's no, no. That's the that's the language of the elves in our land. What is? El Moslish.
2: Moslish. Okay. <laughs> um, Sherry, you want to you want to know how I know. That it's all political theater.
1: How's that?
2: <laughs> Don't <laughs> laugh until I deliver the longer. <laughs> if there was a truly dangerous pandemic going on, then there wouldn't have been a Met Gala to begin with, right? Like it Correct. Wouldn't have, it wouldn't have ha- They would have done a Zoom call, like all the rest of us have to do. Mm-hmm. See, everything that you love and cherish has to be shut down, but everything they get to do, they get to go on living, right? Unlike Norm Macdonald
1: oh god
2: i'm gonna i tell you what i'm really gonna try to channel my inner norm mcdonald for this show because he recently (laughs) passed away but then i realized that might not be a good idea because if i channel my inner norm mcdonald i'm gonna die of cancer
1: oh Oh. so so i don't know i wish i didn't like him so much these would land a little different you hit me right in the feels (laughs)
2: Speaking of that, you know, we did an episode a few weeks ago about the whole hashtag free Britney phenomenon, Britney Spears. And there's some updates about that. So so she got engaged. What? It'll just be a different man looking after her, I guess. But her father, her father apparently was also going to file to end the conservatorship. So I don't know. Maybe something's going to come of that. But uh, free Britney fans were taken aback this afternoon. Take a look at this. Uh, Britney had only used Instagram to con- to connect and communicate right. with her fans and her Instagram has since been deleted so hmm. people don't know if that's a sign of that she's moving on or if that's a sign that something is terribly awry um, right. so come to think of it you know I've never seen Norm McDonald and Britney Spears at the same place at the same time <laughs> I mean they're of an age right like they're both about 61 you know, give or take <laughs> You know, yeah. it it remind me, uh, Louis C.K. did this bit before oh. about Britney Spears and how he was making fun of how, you know, she was this young girl on TV, right. that they uber sexualized and you've got all these, mm-hmm. all these people at home just jacking off to her, you know, not, not <laughs> school girl
1: outfit.
2: I'm sorry. It's just how it is. Uh, they did
1: it on purpose. Yeah. But,
2: but then he, he, then he got to talking and, and he was talking about Britney Spears and he said, you know cuz she's she's a little bit worse for wear nowadays than she was back then when she was uh, wearing the schoolgirl outfit. And, and then and then the joke was is that you know she called up to him. You know she was 18 when he was 37 and now they're both 45. That's <laughs> that's what happened to Britney Spears. Um, on right. that note, you know, before we go to the final commercial break, I do have another clip of Norm Macdonald. You know, Norm was a big sports guy. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, we're big sports people you know we do sports ball here I, I love sports and in the later years of his life norm really wasn't doing a whole lot of comedy he was just he was just living the dream just following yeah. his favorite teams and if you go and look at his twitter today you'll see that most of his twitter is just him tweeting about the games that he's watching and what the score is and stuff which i i like that i like that he was yeah. doing something that he enjoyed as opposed to touring the country or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, being a big sports guy, he actually got to perform at the ESPY Awards, you know, the, the sports awards right. that the ESPN puts on. This okay. is him performing at the 1997 ESPYs. Take a look at this. And there's
0: Charles Woodson. How about that? and what a season he had. Great, Manny. He, he became the first defensive player to win the Heisman Trophy. And congratulations, Charles. That is something that no one can ever take away from you. Unless you kill your wife and a waiter, in which case... <laughs> all bets <laughs> <deaths> are off <up>. Just <laughs> a word of advice.
2: <sighs> oh my word.
0: Oh, OJ uh, Simpson
2: jokes will never, never die, unlike Norm McDonald. Guys, <gasps> we're gonna be back with the Meme of the Week in the Dear Mail right after this break. Don't go away. You know, before we get carried away, uh, Norm was a bit of a ladies' man, you know. He was a big fan fan of the women. Women. Take a look
0: at this. Who are safer drivers, men or women? Well, according to a new survey, (laughs) 55% of adults feel that women are most responsible for minor fender benders, while 78% blame men for most fatal crashes. Please note that the percentage in these pie graphs do not add up to 100% because... The math was done by a woman. For those of you hissing at that joke, it should be noted that that joke was written by a woman. So, now you don't know what the hell to do. No, I'm just kidding. We don't hire women.
2: (laughs) Oh, man. You know... He was he Where's was the lie? He was at least one of if not the best anchor on Weekend Update and it was the yeah. aforementioned OJ Simpson jokes that got him fired from that.
1: Mm. Right before yep. we
2: got started tonight, I happened to see on Twitter that of course the Twitter account for SNL is like, "Oh, we're we're in deep sorrow because right. McDonald's. Like, you you pieces of shit were the ones who canned him from Weekend Update. I don't want to hear a word from y'all." Yeah. Shut I don't want to hear. I know. It Where's O.J. Simpson when you need him? Am I right? (laughs) Uh, Hey, Sherry. Yes? What time is it?
1: Meme of the week. I love the drums. I feel like we're going to Africa or something.
2: Joe Biden uses the mandates to locate (laughs) civil war. Boy, that, you know, that happened, that (sighs) happened last week on Thursday and any, it's, it always seems to, something juicy happens on Thursday, the day after we've done our show. And then we have to like wait all week to dig Mm -hmm. into it. Uh, But we do have a bonus meme. Check out the bonus meme. Old men living in a swamp (laughs) dispensing executive orders is no basis for a system of government. That's great. (laughs) No, just a farcical mask. Oh, man. Um, on that note, let's answer some viewer mail. Yeah. Oh, good. Isn't that so satisfying?
1: I know. I needed this sound today. There you go. <laughs> Thank you.
2: That's what the heart monitor on Norm McDonald's machine sounded like. Earlier oh, today. Um, Jonathan Carranza writes, Dear Alan and Sherry, Who is your favorite pop culture icon? And who is your least favorite? Uh, Sherry, Sherry, who's your favorite pop culture icon?
1: Um, I don't know, man. I love Stevie Nicks, you know. I'd wear her skin around like a suit if I could. But she's like teeny and
2: I'm not. Um, that's not creepy at all. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just want to be steamy. Stevie. <laughs> I
2: thought you were going to say Dolly Parton.
1: I do love Dolly too. Oh, yeah, Dolly. Definitely so, Dolly too. Yeah, I'm okay. more like Dolly.
2: I I feel like I feel like Dolly is a more impactful cultural icon than Stevie Nicks.
1: Yeah, you're you're right. I mean. Okay. Yeah.
2: Uh. Okay. Well. Okay. I but a man on. to tell me. But who is your least favorite?
1: Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. There's a lot of those. There's a lot. I don't know if I can. I don't know every setting president at the time too like
2: this is I am I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a weird random answer I don't I don't really give a shit about her music at all in fact I couldn't even tell you if I've if if I've ever listened to one of her songs start to finish Mm -hmm. but going back to that Met Gala from earlier Billie Eilish was in the news because oh. she was at that, and she was wearing, like, a more classic older gown type thing. Uh-huh. And she's got these massive knockers, right? Like, and I'm sorry, she just does. Right. And and people didn't know that because she wears that. baggy clothes, you know, how the kids right. do these days. And the, the reason why I bring this up is is that she's one of these artists who does not sexualize herself. She doesn't allow that of herself. She uh-huh. wants it to be about her artistry. But right. no matter what she does the media tries to sexualize her. So it's it's kind of creepy that when all these adults that are 20, 30, 40 years her senior are like, look how big her tits are. And right. so her so she responded to those people by saying, go fuck yourself. And I was like, hey, that's that's pretty I can respect that. Yeah. I absolutely. I kinda can. So so Jonathan, I bet you didn't guess I was gonna say Billie Eilish, did you?
1: <laughs> Nobody saw that coming.
2: No. Just had boot big boobs though. Yeah. Uh, Logan Denny writes, uh, "Dear Alan and Sherry, uh, what do you guys think about the Netflix series Castlevania?" Oh, ho, ho, ho. oh, Logan, we're actually we're we've talked about doing like a whole thing, a yeah. whole segment talking about Castlevania. Castlevania is the tits. It's yeah. the Billie Eilish. It really is. <laughs> um, it's 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 one of the rare series that's based on a video game but they actually do a good job and it's not yeah. just corny and off base um, it's a product done by Netflix but they you know they farmed it out to the studio that genuinely you know took care of the source material and and also it didn't run too long it had a start mm-hmm. it had a finish and the ending was fantastic yes it I really like was. Gamer yes i feel like we we probably won't talk about any more about it because we might save that for another day because it yeah like it or an, another show another ooh, another oh. show even ooh. now now you guys know we're going to talk about castlevania on the sports ball with mike <laughs> <laughs> we're right. um, andrew avery writes dear alan a sherry not a pun but do kangaroos ground their kids i like how i like how andrew tagged other people and none of them responded (laughs) they all read it too and said you know what i'm i'm gonna take this week off
1: i'm just gonna allow him to go with this it's really their fault
2: (laughs) you know it's really our fault we should have notified andrew in advance why don't you take the week off do some soul searching (laughs) you know think about where you fit in in this company right (laughs) andrew is employee number 100 for us i think That's, oh. what, that's what it is. Oh. Yikes. Yep. Uh, Ryan Secret writes, Dear Alan and Sherry, if you could be any animal other than human, what would it be? Oh, easy. What is it?
1: I, I'd be a snow leopard. A Complete, snow? Like fluffy tail and everything. Yeah. S- a snow leopard. Totally I love cats.
2: Okay. All right. That's fair. I, <laughs> I've i always said mongoose.
1: <laughs> yeah, that I could see that.
2: Mongoose are dope. <laughs> Yeah, and My, they're they're shifty. They're well, they certainly are shifty. They would make great FBI agents. There's no doubt about that. But <laughs> like too smart they, they just walk up to King Cobras and are like Bring it. What's
1: up? Yeah. Molan Lame bitches. <laughs> wow.
2: They speak they speak Greek. That's amazing. That
1: that yes. Um, and, and, and I mean that just seems like such an appropriate animal for the agent of chaos. Like I just just
2: want to point out, by the way, you've done something to move your Skype logo to the top right corner so it's no longer being blocked by my logo. I didn't do it. Why did you do that?
1: You know I can't do shit. (laughs) I didn't do that.
2: Guys, we're at, like, so Sherry's actually employee number 101. We're in the (laughs) the market for another. Once we get rid of Andrew, then we'll have a space freed up for a new producer. One Um, more
1: producer succumbs to
2: goat aids. (laughs) Uh, Clay Davis, that 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 runs in the family here on this program. <laughs> have you noticed that? Ew. Oh. Um, Clay Davis writes, dear Alan and Sherry, what did you always like to buy off of the ice cream truck as a kid? <laughs> we didn't have any money. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to. Oh, ho, look at me! I'm going to go buy ice cream off the ice cream truck with my millions of dollars. Right. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't all just
1: sat in the house that I don't want it anyways.
2: We didn't grow up with a silver spoon in our mouth like Clay Davis. You know what I'm saying?
1: Clay, area
2: <laughs> Clay Davis went to the Met Gala ball. I bet. <laughs> I wonder what he had written on his white gown.
1: He just brought a big, huge sword.
2: Right? <laughs> we don't have time. I'm sorry. We're, we got to yeah. move on. I know. Um, Celeste Annis writes, "Dear Alan Sherry, do you prefer cider?" Or a hot chocolate, oh.
0: Who,
2: sherry, uh, cider, what?
0: cider
1: all day, every day. Yes, what? yes, yes. Good cider. Ooh.
2: Yeah. So this is you, about to learn y'all something. So <laughs> I don't, I don't drink coffee. Like everybody I know drinks coffee, I don't drink coffee, um, and 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 you can tell because I just don't have an ounce of energy. But. <laughs> Whenever I'm going somewhere and I'm forced into a situation where everyone's going to go to, like, a coffee shop and everyone's going to grab a drink and sit down and have a Jaw. meeting or something, yeah. I always order hot chocolate. Because coffee places have, like, they yeah. always have hot chocolate on the menu all, all year because it's just a thing that they stock, right? For
1: the children's.
2: So, yeah. So, I, yeah, I order hot chocolate off the children's <laughs> menu when I go to Starbucks. That's what I do. Um, no, not cider. What? Cider's delicious. Cider is what you drink when you're 83 and you're staring death in the face. I
1: mean, have you seen me?
2: <laughs> I haven't seen you and Norm McDonald at the same place at the same time. That's either. true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Lyle Dario writes, dear Alan Sherry, have you ever played shuffleboard? This, what, what is it with <laughs> our fans thinking we do things that only the rich and famous ever do? <laughs>
1: that only 80 year olds in Florida when they're retired.
2: <laughs> you you drink your cider, you you get your ice cream, you play shuffleboard, and then you right. die of bowel cancer after waging a war. A battle. Right, a
1: battle. Yeah. yeah. Isn't shuffleboard something you do like on a, a ship, like a cruise, or isn't that where that normally is?
2: Right? I always see so this is the thing. I always felt like like cornhole got really popular. You know, yeah, you like get that. the two board, you throw the beanbags. Is mm-hmm. that I always felt like cornhole was the thing that rednecks do instead of shuffleboard.
1: Or even before that, I mean, my family, we did horseshoes. There was no such thing as cornhole where I came. You'd out a horseshoe. Now, horseshoes, the the
2: what you do with horseshoes is, is that, because you don't want, you don't want the errant throws to roll way far away and have to go right. retrieve them. So you have to have a catcher back behind the pole. Horseshoes was the most dangerous game at my house.
1: I mean, I can see every game being dangerous. Now.
2: <laughs> that come to think of it. That might just have been us. <laughs> yes. We weren't but... playing shuffleboard though. That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> Swear to God. People. Um, Clay Davis. Clay, you already had a turn.
0: He's he says, I
2: extra. hope it's not too late to squeeze in a Norm McDonald segment. Boy, Clay is really going to be in for a treat tonight. Isn't he? <laughs>
1: Yes and no.
2: (laughs) Clay, I'm sorry. We we didn't make it to showtime. Um, And finally this evening, Eric Eli writes, Dear Alan Sherry, what would you have put on the back of AOC's dress? Sherry, what would you have had on the back of AOC's dress?
1: Visit (laughs) euthanasia.com.
2: Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I don't think I can say on air what i would put on the back of aoc's (laughs) dress all but i'll give you a hint it would need to be dry cleaned
0: afterwards
2: (laughs) uh guys we're going to be back to talk about joe biden and his mandates right after this commercial break don't go away your ad could be playing right now reaching thousands of potential customers Sadly, it's not, but it could be. Find out how to be an advertised sponsor for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Email us at info at alanmosley.tv. I give give you one last one. Norm McDonald was on that show that Jerry Seinfeld does. Uh, with the um, comedians, with comedians, yeah, comedians and in like, cars getting coffee or whatever.
1: Some, yeah, some and, stupid name
2: like that. And of course, Norm being Norm, most of the comedians that go on there, like first of all, a bunch of them aren't even comedians. Like he has Obama on there. Like right. I, anyone cares what that war criminal has to say, right? Uh, exactly. Which probably really tells you something about Jerry Seinfeld too. By the way, yes. Um, so anyway, most of, the, most of it's not really that funny. Most of it is them talking about life or whatever. And right. in the episodes I've seen, the ones who are on there that have a shtick, they're not really doing their shtick. But you learn something about Norm MacDonald, which is that was how Norm was all the time. Mm. And, and so he, he's, in the, he's there at the diner or whatever with Jerry. And he goes, you know, Patton Oswald told me. Patton Oswald, a little troll. Right. He, goes, he says, you know, Patton Oswald told me, I think the worst part of the Cosby thing was the hypocrisy, but I disagree. And Jerry Seinfeld says, so Oh, oh, you disagree? And Norm goes, Well, yeah, I thought it was the raping.
1: Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Who would have thought the rape would have been worse than hypocrisy? I don't know.
2: Um So anyway, well, that that was our token rape reference for this week's show. Uh, So anyway, we're going to we're going to move on. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Biden's proclamations from last Thursday. Uh, We we talked really earlier in the show how that happened on Thursday and we do the show on Wednesday nights. And so like we basically it happened right after we were done. And then we sort of man, I was hot.
1: Mm -hmm. I was
2: I was PO'd. I actually went on Friday night um, on Liberty Late Night, our friends Dave and Mary and they, mm-hmm. they just, you know, they had some people on, they were just going to chit chat about, you know, what, what, what it said and, and you know, what does that mean for you? You know, mm-hmm. what, are, what are you, how are you going to react and, and all that? And, um and so I went on there to vent cause I, I, they knew that man, Alan's like, he's about to go in the fed over mm-hmm. this. <laughs> and so, so anyway, for, for people that are totally living under a rock and don't know. So, so basically the Biden administration is going to try to ran through Uh, via executive order and and via like some regulations in OSHA, because that makes perfect sense, right? Like they're just, they're looking for a way to tyrannize people Mm -hmm. and, and they're going to do it through OSHA and, and there's, there's different, there's different aspects to like the six point plan, but the big point that everyone's really talking about is, is they're going to, they're going to try to enforce a federal mandate that says businesses with over a hundred employees, they have to mandate the vaccine. So it's it's the government telling telling the businesses you have to mandate the vaccine for your right. employees. But only if you have over 100 employees because as we all know, if there's 99 people or less working in the office, covid can't get in.
1: Right. It's, it's like a barrier, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and of course we also talked earlier in the show that you know the the same the same people who are 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 cheering on this just, just flagrantly immoral act are the mm-hmm. same people going to the Met Gala and they're not mm-hmm. they're not taking any precautions. They're not social distancing. They're not doing any of that crap.
1: Right. Exactly.
2: Um so anyway, you know, one of the things that I really shared with people last week and in, in a lot of tweets that I made was a lot of people are now they're worried about their job. Cause this mm-hmm. is cause this is what this is what evil people do. They 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 want you to submit. And if you don't, they're going to start figuring out ways to hurt you. That's all this does. This doesn't have anything. It has, there's no good intent. There's no goal here. The goal is to hurt people who disobey. That's right. the goal. Mm-hmm. And but I've told people, you know, a lot of people have said, well, if my my employer, you know, I work for, you know, Joe Bob's crap shack and and they have over a hundred employees and they're they're going to mandate it. So I'm just going to quit. And I tell people, don't you do that. Don't you quit? Mm. Now there's now there's a practical reason why you might not quit because depending on what like what the unemployment laws are in your state, it might be that if you get fired, you can get unemployment. If you quit, you can't. So don't you quit? Right. <laughs> um, but the other reason is, and this is for me, this is really the more the more important part. Is this is violence? Yes. This this is violence. They're committing violence upon people. It's coercion, and make them own it hmm. Make them you go. Uh, one of our friends uh, said on Twitter th- that, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to work every day and I'm going to do the best job I can until they come and grab me by the arm and escort me out the door.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We're going to make them own it. Yeah. Yep. And I thought, boy, that's that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, of course, I agree. of course, for us here at Alan Mosley TV, we've right. We've got all that covered, guys. This is here's, if if you're a small business owner at home, and this is something that may affect you. Here's what you do. Okay. Right. So start an independent media company. Make your flagship show a libertarian podcast, and then you won't have to you don't you won't have to get the jab or pay taxes because you won't have any money or employees.
1: Yeah, we're about ninety-eight employees short.
2: Yeah, it's it's just that easy. I mean. 97 I guess if you count Sorcerer or Rob but right. I don't or, even know or, where I haven't even seen Rob and
1: Yeah cuz he it, has a real life
2: I haven't seen Rob and Norm McDonald both what? for about the same amount of time
1: Ooh,
2: yeah yeah So you know I talked to dozens of people over the course of the end of last week and this past weekend that were all basically all telling the same story which was You know, through all the crap that's gone on over the last 18, 19, whatever months, um, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, you know, maybe for some of them, there was some stuff they put up with because they were just trying to get by. Um, Right. Or or maybe you put your foot down or maybe you were someone who was working remotely, you know, how everybody's closing their offices and you're working from home. and, And, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe at the end of the day, life wasn't fun, but you were still able to feed your family.
1: Mm -hmm. And
2: you were still able to pay your bills. Not, not, not us, of course. We can't feed our families, (laughs) pay our bills because we lost everything. But for some people, they got to go work at home. They still have stuff. But, but now, now they're starting to see the writing on the wall of, well, this is one that I I feel like, I feel like if I'm going to put my foot down somewhere and draw the line, it has to be here. Yeah. And, 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 and some people kind of maybe maybe some people beating themselves up a little bit by saying, you know, when they when they wanted to force when they told my kids they had to go home and get on a Zoom call or wear a mask, you know, maybe you didn't draw the line because you felt like it's going to be two weeks, right? It's going to be two right. weeks. Or, you know, maybe when you had to work at home, maybe when you had to cancel your trip, maybe maybe when Ah, uh, you were concerned, you know, maybe when you couldn't fly anymore or whatever the case may be, maybe you went along to get along because you thought, surely this can't last forever. And you know, I the most important thing is is that I take care of my family. Everything else is secondary. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like some of those people who felt that way are beating themselves up because they're thinking, man, i should have I should have pushed back sooner because right. it's clear now they're never going to stop, right they're only going to stop when they meet resistance.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, you know, another, another thing that people have really, that I've been seeing is I had several people message me and especially one person I was up most of the night kind of talking down because he messaged me and said, you know, I'm not all right right now. And I I pay attention when someone says that to me, cause that that's usually a pretty good indicator that someone's really not all right. And you know, after after going through the almost two years of all of this and then hearing, you know, I think people were thinking there was some light at the end of the tunnel, but there that wasn't enough tyranny for that, the political class, right? They mm-hmm. don't have us to- to- totally locked down yet. Um, And so I, I just had to remind people that just because a politician says something doesn't mean they can do it. They only do it if you don't stand against it, right? And so I think there's sure. a lot to look forward to, and there's a lot of hope out there, too. But part of it is unplugging from social media a lot. Like, of course, not this show, but, you know, a, a lot of just the day-to-day morons out there. Remember, television, social media, the corporate media, those are all their realm. Those are state-operated. And, and mm-hmm. you know, you're going to get stuff that's maybe not the best for your mental health. So sure, remember to do that and to to just recognize that you know the reason they do this is because they want you to feel pressured they want you to comply that's what they want but but i think you know with the 27 governors i'm i'm that was the last i heard you know standing up to it maybe maybe this is a good thing maybe people are starting to realize they they are after our complete submission and we're not going to give it to them so i hope that's the case
2: well, you know, we were critical on the show here the last few weeks of people like Reason Magazine and old Dick Shitter Robbie so over there. And <laughs> right. and and the reason was is that I know that those people will defend themselves with empty platitudes by saying, "Oh, but but we're against this type of overreach." Right. Well, maybe maybe you are, but when but when you were looking for an out before, when Mm -hmm. you were making statements like well look guys none of us want to wear the masks anymore so let's just all break down and get the jab when you were willing these people don't meet you halfway exactly this is not a compromise and our rights are not up for debate much less a vote Mm -hmm. much less an executive order for that matter right we're not having a discussion here you were the one willing to have a discussion with these people thinking here dear Mr government Mr Leviathan mm-hmm. how about I'll do one three and five of your six point plan but you you get rid of you know two four and six and and we'll do that Leviathan's not interested in your opinions yeah. on his grand scheme you're gonna exactly. do what he says or you're gonna fight back that's it those are the yeah. only options and so this mealy mouthed meet him halfway uh, signal to the regime and all the important people in D.C. that, look, we we totally disavow all these kooky conspiracy theorists who think that you don't have our best interests at heart. But please, right. oh, please, will you let me keep this little shred of liberty? Y'all, yeah. Tell you what, we yeah. were supposed to have a fun episode this week. Y'all are a fucking I joke. I, I swear to God. <laughs> Y'all really are. Yeah. And I, and, know- and I just want to just wanna say that and and I'm trying I'm not trying to be hard on just regular old working slobs who are just mm-hmm. trying to live their life day to day. However, there's there's some open questions kind of to our community. These are just sort of you know, these are questions for you. You don't have to answer them because you know the answer in your heart of hearts. Yeah. Did you, you know, did you did you wear a mask? Did you did you wear a mask because your favorite restaurant wouldn't serve you? Did you did you slap one on your kid and send them off to school because the school administration said that's how they had to be, otherwise they couldn't come and you sent them anyway, knowing that that's child abuse? Did you, did you, did you comply? Did you, did you go get the jab because a hysterical friend or family member said, I'm going to cut you out of my life if you don't do this for me? Did, did you comply to make those people feel better? Because if you did those things, You're part of the reason why we're here now. You're part of the problem. If you never put your foot down at any point along the lines, then they're just going to keep up. We've talked about on the show before. They only know one thing, and that's escalation and force. That's all they know. They will only ever escalate and escalate and escalate Mm -hmm. until either you've had enough or you're defeated. That's it. That's all they'll do.
1: Yeah, I I think this is you know one of the things that as a radical, and I always try to remember that I'm a radical, right? I I want to get call things what they are, not what the political class would like you to call them, like you know taxation being theft or, you know whatever it, it, that they don't they don't want you to reveal that or shots being rape, um but people don't want to be radical. They wanna they want to. Um, pander to the the people who are you know well let's be the middlers let's be reasonable let's be this when these people are never reasonable and you should never like you said you draw that line you never give on your personal rights your freedoms uh because they're not they're not looking to do that and that that article the essay that Rothbard wrote on radical um being radical that's something I keep at my the forefront of my mind is I want them to defend their evil actions. I want them to defend rape. I'm gonna call it that. That's the way I see it. I feel that it would be rape on me and anyone else that it happens to. And so I want them to defend that because they they want to hide it. And and those middlers, the people in the middle, they're always the worst. They're more I have more respect for people who are on the other side completely and want to violate me in a, almost not quite, but. Than somebody who can't make up their mind after all of the evidence that we've seen and you're still trying to be reasonable with these people? I, you're not on my team. I don't know. You go pick what you want, but you ain't on my team.
2: Well, I, I, I want to comment on that. You, you brought up, you're talking about all the different, I think it's something up to something like 27, 28 states now or whatever it is that are, that mm-hmm. are going to combine together to sue over the mandates. And if I'm a betting man, I don't think, I, I, I think they get struck down. I think they get struck down in the same way that the eviction moratorium got struck down, where the mm-hmm. court says, "Well, they just don't have the authority to do it. Like we're not even ruling whether or not it's right or wrong. We're, what we're ruling is is they don't have the authority to do it. So mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, if I'm a betting man, that's what I think is probably going to happen. Yeah, but that's not the point. the The point I want to make is is, if that's what you're hanging your hat on if Mm -hmm. if if your (laughs) means of resistance is well we're we're gonna get we're gonna call our lawyers and we're gonna go to federal court and we're gonna argue in front of a federal judge that the federal government's being big meanie doo-doo heads and and then we're gonna hope that that federal judge says that the federal government is wrong we've been there before ladies and gentlemen yes that usually don't work and not only does it usually not work but you know, even because because I I had said about reason that they're like a microcosm of the ever leftward shift in the Overton yeah. window. If if they if they put out a hundred ridiculous mandates and ninety five of them get struck down, all of the conservatives of the world and the GOP yes. will say, "Look at this grand victory we've just achieved." Yes, but it's not exactly. a victory because it still moved five percent that way right you'll never you'll ever notice by the way they never move five percent the other way that never right. ever it, it doesn't even occur to them to do it right like right. It, yeah. it doesn't even occur to them to try to move the needle right. the other way so yeah. the, the point is is that and and i know that this has been echoed by some of our good friends like michael bolden in the 10th amendment Senate, yeah. that there are things that you can do and there's things that perhaps you can do more at the local level. But if your entire argument is, is that we're going to put together a case in front of a federal judge against the federal government, you're just in right. for a bad time. You, you really right. are. And, and and I even go a step further and say I actually kind of hope the, the little bitty, the, the inner collapsitarian in me. Right. Actually just wants them to rule it totally legal and constitutional. Because then all of those people around the country that thought like that was their silver bullet, now -hmm. they're gonna have to decide you ready for the rubber to hit the road or not, big boys. Right. Because they just told you bend over and take it. Now what are you gonna do? Yeah. So I, I wanna switch gears here really quick. I actually had an article that I wanted to show you, sort of buried in the in the news between the end of Afghanistan and the start of this this mandate announcement no was, this was the last thing that the biden administration did on their way out the door of afghanistan take a look at this article right here uh, u.s drone strike mistakenly uh excuse me the military called righteous mistakenly targeted an aid worker and killed 10 afghan civilians including seven kids a report says the U.S. military claimed an August 29th drone strike successfully took out an imminent threat. They were they were targeting ISIS-K, which was one of those things that you've never heard of that existed mm-hmm. before until, like, last week.
1: Till they needed it, too.
2: <laughs> New York Times report, based on newly obtained footage, suggests the strike mistakenly targeted an aid worker. An aid worker who worked for the Americans... Who uh, they had footage of him supposedly driving this suspicious white sedan filled with explosives. Well, it was his car, and it was filled with jugs of water. He was taken home right. to his family. So they killed ten civilians, including seven children. Boy, is that first of all, I have a point to go there with that. But isn't that just a microcosm of the whole war on terror right there? Yeah, is, isn't it really? Exactly. That's just a that's just a perfect example of everything. Mm-hmm. But I I, I want to end here. On, on this is that if, if you're asking yourself, well, why, why, why did we suddenly take a left turn at, uh, uh, bombing innocent people in Afghanistan? The reason is this, um, the reason I'm sharing this with you in a segment about these boneheaded mandates, um, is because the same people who ran a 20 year war on terror that did little to stop terror, but it sure did bring a lot of terror here home for us. Um, And then they murdered a house full of innocent people and children on their way out the door. Those are the same people who waged a war on poverty, which, of course, only led to the flatlining economic growth for the most impoverished people uh, Mm -hmm. and, and more income equality for the leftist types that are really about that. That just caused more of that, not less. Yeah, the same people who waged a war on drugs, which I mean, it, that's probably the most laughable one I think to just yeah, the average person on the definitely. street. Um, it all—all all the war on drugs did is lead the United States to being the biggest penal colony on Earth, while drugs mm-hmm. can be found at every corner of America, including in the prisons. By yep. the way, <laughs> exactly. Um, these are the same people who now expect you to do as they command with your medical care or you lose the right to live your life as you see fit. Those are not different people. They're, they're not cut from a different cloth. It's the same people.
1: Yeah, exactly. Absolutely.
2: We we've said, if we've said it a a hundred times, we'll say it again, they're liars. And once you know that they're liars and that they're evil and that their ego and hubris and malice knows no bounds. And once you know that they you and everything about you Mm -hmm. why would you why would you give them an inch right why would you say okay i'll do this mandate but not the next one we're not having that conversation if you're if you're even engaged in that conversation you're absolutely useless to us
1: yep you really are no middlers
2: no middlers yeah dingers am i right
1: (laughs) dingers damn dingers
2: (laughs) Guys, we're going to be back with tonight's musical guest right after this commercial break. Don't go. Ahead. If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com/slash Alan Mosley. Anyway, that that, guys, Sherry's not the musical guest. (laughs) Thank God. Uh, Tonight's musical guest is an 18-year-old Japanese fingerstyle guitarist whose work you can find on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as his website, which is www.kentanishimura.online, all of which you can find in the show notes right underneath this video. Uh, performing his own original arrangement and orchestration of the classic Carol King hit "It's Too Late," boy, how appropriate is that for this program? Yeah. Performing Carol King's "It's Too Late," ladies and gentlemen, Kent Nishimura. Yeah. Holy cow. How about that? That was great. Uh, Kent, excellent job. Well done. I'm a big fan. Thank you so much for letting us use that uh, performance. Uh, guys, check out Kent's website. It's www.kentnishimura.online, but we're going to have all the links to where you can find Kent and his music and support him, uh, tabs to his orchestrations. He, he did the orchestration of that as well as performance. Nice. Uh, we're going to be back to wrap up the show right after this commercial break. Tonight's show was sponsored by the Counter-Narrative Report. The CNR is all about bringing you a rational look at the supposed official narratives being peddled by big tech and the corporate press. Cut through the propaganda and enjoy a safe haven for the free expression of ideas, as well as joining a free interactive online forum by visiting the Counter-Narrative Report at www.the-cnr.com. That's www.the-cnr.com. Like our Facebook page, it's facebook.com slash TV. You can follow me on Twitter, it's twitter.com at Allenmosley TV. Subscribe to our YouTube page. It's youtube.com slash TV. Also, don't forget, we're on Odyssey. It's odyssey.com. You can find us at Alan Mosley TV. And if you're a listener instead of a watcher, we're on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, thanks to Anchor FM. It's anchor.fm slash Alan Mosley TV. I could play like that if I practice. I didn't want to.
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs> what a nice tone. Boy, wow. I tell
2: you, Sherry, do you have a final thought?
1: Uh, yeah, I do. You know, I don't think Norm MacDonald ever bothered any kids. Like he Norm.
2: didn't bother any kids. That's probably yeah. why they fired him from Weekend Update.
1: It's probably why he's no longer with us from cancer.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's sad. Very. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I wasn't gonna say anything, but you know, a good friend of ours had a, a similar situation as this uh, very mm-hmm. recently. So I, if if he's watching, I hope he knows that this episode was just as much for him and his as it was for Norm Macdonald. Uh, Guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of It's Too Late, and we will see you next week.